What's up, guys? Max here, back with a brand new episode of The Scuttlebutt Show. Hope you're all doing great out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thanks for finding me and coming and watch the show. What's up to everybody on the podcast and everybody out there on TikTok? Let me take a second to say what's up to everyone in the chat. Our Kunkel, Nuggets, Corporal Larry, Eviana, Mudrock, We've got Pro Hero MC and John. Welcome, everybody. It's great to see you out there. Like I said, I hope you're all doing well. Hope you guys had a chance. Let me hit you with the, if I can, the about yesterday there. Okay. Yeah, the about yesterday graphic. Get that working. So it is, uh, I, it is my hope that you guys saw my recent video dropped where I redesigned the Army's logo. They were up next. I hope you guys appreciate that. It is on YouTube, TikTok, and uh, LinkedIn right now. I hope you guys are following me on LinkedIn. If you don't have a LinkedIn, if you're not connected with me, fix that and fix that now. You should be, and you should be connected with me. What's up, Sam? What's up, Anonymous? Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a great evening out there in the United States or wherever you are, whatever time it is. I guess people could be coming out here from India, from Europe, wherever you guys are at. So we've got a killer show today. We've got, well, maybe I even shouldn't say that because <laughs> we do have some stories. Uh, but we've got... The we're gonna be talking about the island boys later. I'm an island boy. Harry Lime Pie with a five dollar super chat. Thank you so much. I'm always so honored. Start the train. It is gonna the train that we're worried about on today's show is the great content train. I have some awesome stuff for you guys. It is gonna be absolutely a fun and exciting show. I uh I scoured the web for a bunch of crazy stories and I found them. We're gonna be talking about them. Um I guess without further ado, let's start that. Let's start that show with this story right here. Army CID now offering a $25,000 reward in the case of a murdered Fort Riley spouse. You guys remember the details of this one? The Army's offering $25,000. So we've got the Army Criminal Investigative Division, the CID, Offering now $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the October murder of Army spouse from Fort Riley, Kansas. Unfortunately, uh, the Army spouse was Infinity Latanya Hayes of Pensacola, Florida. Her and her husband and some friends were at Milford State Park on October 3rd, 2021. If you guys remember this, at 8.30 p.m. when the couple was at shelter within the park, an unknown male suspect approached Hayes and demanded money. The suspect then shot Hayes and fled the scene on foot, and they're offering $25,000 for information leading to the arrest of the person who did this. Tragedy. Absolutely tragic. Just people out at a park, a soldier's family hanging out, trying to enjoy their evening, and uh, and was murdered over some money, it sounds like. Officials from Fort Riley confirmed that Hayes was the spouse of a soldier stationed at Fort Riley, but cannot release any details at this time. So if you guys know anything or know someone who might know something, Please share that over on uh, the Army CID's social media or website or wherever you can go to find out more information about that. I hope you guys uh, hope you guys are safe out there. You know, I hope everyone's staying safe out there on some of these bases. It sounds quite dangerous out there. That's why uh, I mentioned that in my Army logo. I said uh, I know I know what a lot of people in the Army are worried about. If you can stay in your gang, you know, all the gang violence and other violence that we've got going around the military, including with our next story. I hope everyone's just staying safe out there. Gee, stop it with the, you know, the violence. American on American violence is getting horrible. It's tragic. It hurt, hurts my heart every day to see this. People hurting each other out there. And for what? You know, over what? Mostly at the time, nothing. It's heartbreaking. 
One gram of Sam. Max has a LinkedIn, the professional scuttle, but you know I'm always talking about LinkedIn. Eviana says, R me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Buford, what's up? It'd be awesome if Max decorated his recording room like some Navy engine room. That's actually a really cool idea. And when uh, when I maybe have a, a permanent home where I can do stuff like that, I've actually been brainstorming all kinds of ideas for what a permanent studio could look like for the Scuttlebutt Show. When I live somewhere more permanently, get a home in the U.S. or something like that. And that is a fantastic idea. I love that. It's going in my idea journal. It's going in my dream journal. Bunch of pipes everywhere and warning about not touching other people's stuff. Yeah, blue curtains up to uh, watch the racks. That's actually a really good idea. MC with a 99 cent super chat. Thank you so much. Like I, like I always tell you guys, those super chats are quite humbling. I feel bashful receiving them. Um, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy to see a super chat. And it goes a long way to making this show what it is. So thank you very much. Scuttlebutt, the tension between NATO and Russia is getting tight in Ukraine. I've seen that. I've been following that. Um I don't know what to say about it right now. It's, uh, you know, whatever I would say about it would be purely speculation. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Obviously, it's been about 10 years since we had uh, issues like that in Ukraine when Obama was still in office. Something like that happened, popped off a little bit. Um, Russia encroaching on that on that border. So, yeah, it's uh, maybe it's just a cycle repeating and, you know, something will happen and then it'll calm down again. And I don't know what to make of it. I'm not really sure. If uh, if if I find something relevant military action over there, then uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. But we do have, um, let me get to this other story really quick because after this one, I'll try to make you guys feel a little better, a little worse, a little better, a little worse. You know how we roll on the Scuttlebutt Show, but we're going to end it with a really positive story. So unfortunately, coming right off that story about the, the Army offering $25,000 for the spouse killed at Fort Riley, we've got this one. Virginia Navy sailor shot in the face while his three-year-old watched, officials say. Oh, my God. So this is out of Chicago. So a Virginia sailor was home on leave in Chicago when he was shot in his car while his three-year-old daughter was in the car with him. That's coming from Chicago police and news outlets in the area. At 7.20 p.m. on January 13th, the 26-year-old man and the three-year-old girl were in a car in Chicago when another vehicle pulled up and began shooting at the two. A drive-by. During the shooting, the sailor's car hit another parked car on the street. He was shot in the face and was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Shot in the face. Navy Region Mid-Atlantic confirmed the man is a seaman apprentice who lives in Norfolk and was on leave. So the fact that he was a seaman apprentice tells me one of two things. He was either brand new in the Navy or he was recently busted down in rank. But either way, he hasn't been in the Navy that long. A first-term sailor. I think that that's pretty safe to say. His name was, I'm going to try to say his name, Coriante Robinson. Coriante Robinson and his daughter were in Chicago visiting family when he was shot. Police initially reported that the daughter, if you had might have heard this story, was grazed by a bullet, but she was actually unharmed. His grandmother says, to see my granddaughter's head wrapped in blood running out of it is what took my soul and I fell to my knees because you were all out here. You're harming women and children over nothing. Robinson's mother told WTKR to shoot in that car. You know, kids are in there. You have to be a demonic soul. Yeah, that is uh, that is horrible. Police said the shooting's under investigation, but there's probably shootings like that every day in Chicago. I don't know. Anything about Coriante, if he was involved in gang activity or criminal activity or if he was an innocent bystander, I don't know. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he was an innocent victim here. He was in the Navy. So regardless of what uh, his past 
held for him. He tried to do something good with his life and join the Navy. Hopefully that dream isn't over. Hopefully he can continue to provide for his family and strive for a better future after recovering from his wounds. Hopefully he does recover from his wounds and get back to serving in the fleet maybe. Maybe get back to the fleet with a with a second chance. Maybe with a second chance at life. So uh, I hope that that's the case for him and I hope that his family's okay. I hope that his daughter, his three-year-old daughter, recovers psychologically from that. That's that's a tough one. That's tough. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. What is uh, what is going on in the chat? 2014, Russia annexes Crimea. Yes, I remember. Yes, that's what it was. Um, my son deploys in the spring, Larry says, so Papa Bear will have a watchful eye on the news. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone stay out of Chicago. Yes, the South Side. Very true, very true. So, you know, that was a sad story. And you guys know I like to bring you happy stories. You got, I, I don't have that. I don't have that much today. Um, this show might not last a whole hour. We will see. We will definitely see. Um, there, there are some a number of stories to cover still. Um, those were two quick ones, but we do have a lot to go over. My wife Weiwei had texted me. She needs some help after the show today, so I'm going to be running out of the house when the show's over today to go take care of something for her. Hopefully, make it back in time to play some squad with the crew. If I don't, I hope you guys still play. Um, but hopefully I'll be back in time. Now, it's it's amazing the lengths that people go in hometowns and small programs to help veterans. You know, yesterday we had that story out of San Mateo, California, about the agency that left all the COVID PPE out in the rain to get ruined, and then Marines go in to help the county. And here another county is helping. Veterans. Let's talk about this. It's pretty cool. Veterans Diploma Project fulfills dreams of military members who had education cut short. That is sad, right? I know so many veterans who got GEDs, never got their diplomas, and strive to get that higher education. A lot start going to college after the military or while in the military and get maybe they're the first person in their family who goes to college, something like that. So here we've got a story of the Veterans Diploma Project, and I want to share this video with you guys because it is pretty uh, heartwarming to see this. Let's check this out. Many veterans had their high school educations cut short by military service to our country, and ABC7 salutes a program in San Bernardino County to recognize many of those vets. I would assume Mark Marco Robles has details on the Veterans Diploma Project. James Kiabu, originally from Hawaii, never graduated high school before deploying for his service in the U.S. Army. It was always his dream to receive that diploma, and this week, James Kiabu, he finally got it, posthumously. He died seven years ago. It's a bittersweet moment because this is something that my dad had really wanted and talked about for many years. Kiabu's son, Randy, accepting the diploma on his late father's behalf. I kind of felt it was just a, a, a chapter that, that needed to be finished. It's part of the San Bernardino County Superintendent of Schools Veterans Diploma Project in partnership with the County Department of Veterans Affairs. Since 2009, they've awarded nearly 300 diplomas retroactively to eligible veterans. For veterans who served in the Korean War, the Vietnam War, or World War II, those individuals can receive the diploma because of their service to their country. But the group is dwindling, evident by the fact that Kiabu was the only veteran honored at this year's ceremony. Randy says his father, who always instilled the importance of an education, would be proud of this moment. 
he was here right now, he would be he'd be a little he'd be a little awestruck and he'd be honored and he would be very flattered that again that everyone from the county and you know all these resources went into doing this for him. Those involved will tell you it's the least they can do for someone who fought to protect our freedom. So how awesome is that? We've got this program out there in San Bernardino helping veterans, 300 diplomas, people who've sacrificed so much of their lives to go join the military. They specifically referenced Korea, you're thinking Vietnam, World War II, people who left, you know, the comfort of their homes to go join, even post 9-11 included in that also. Going back and getting their education done, getting their diplomas, that's a big bravo Zulu for me out there for that. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I've met a lot of people who had that GED, never got that diploma, and they mentioned in there that because they got credit for their military service, they're able to get that diploma. If you guys don't know, maybe you're uh, new in the military or maybe you never realized this, just joining the military is qualifying for a certain number of college credits if you ever do decide to go for a higher education diploma. And it sounds like you could graduate high school just by your military service too, at least out here in San Bernardino. They can give people those diplomas based on their service. You do get an education, you get a trade, boot camp is worth some college credits. Like when you go to get your degree after the military, as long as within a certain number of years, I believe, those credits count at accredited universities towards a diploma. So bravo Zulu, Shout out to the San Bernardino Veterans Diploma uh, Veterans Diploma Project. I wanted you guys to know about that because I thought it was really neato mosquito. And I guess I say neato mosquito now. So that's it for that one. Thank you guys for watching that with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think about that. Let's see. GED, good enough diploma. Buford, happy birthday to Weiwei. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. What's up, Ed? Welcome to the chat. What happened to needing a high school diploma to get into the military? Well, I don't know what they could fudge the numbers on back in Korea, in Vietnam, but you needed a diploma or equivalent degree. So GED would be uh, good enough, like um, like Larry said, but the general equivalency degree is acceptable to join the military. Rambo, what's up in the chat? Great to see you. I have about 20-ish college credits hours in my joint services transcript. Yes, your JST, your joint services transcript, which you can find on your branches you know, service record, knowledge, website, whatever they're calling it now, Navy Knowledge Online or uh, your cool or whatever they, all this stuff that the programs have, you can, uh, you can use that to see what credits you have accessible to you. And most universities also have a veteran uh, counselor who can, veteran liaison who can help you navigate that and figure out what you, uh, what you get credit for. Better late than never, Sam says, absolutely. I'm sure it means a lot to his family. I'm sure it meant a lot to his family to be able to go do that, to know that one of his dreams was achieved even after he passed. That's great. I love that. Let's see. Nito Mosquito writing that down. Yes, absolutely. Write it down. You know, we've been talking about, we've been talking about um, the border. We've been talking about the United States of America's southern border and the immigration crisis going on down there. Not the only crisis, in addition to that, we've got the National Guard down there struggling, the Army struggling, suffering in horrible conditions, squalor down there. And we've brought attention to it on this show, talking about we've had soldiers killed, they've killed themselves, they died in accidents. We have people who are definitely dealing with emotional issues down there, chain of command that is 
not taking care of their people. There's no doubt alcohol-related issues up the wazoo. We have had so much, so many issues. And this might be one of the craziest ones that we've had yet because big news out of the border. I'm not sure if it's the first time this has happened or, or, or to what extent. We'll talk about it in the article here. I can't remember if they mentioned it or not. But let's talk about this because this is absolutely a crazy update here. Texas guardsman shoots, shoots suspected smuggling vehicle near the border. This is in the performance of their official duties down there on the border. Had to shoot a vehicle. Listen to this. Listen to this situation. A junior Texas National Guard soldier, a junior soldier from the National Guard, disabled like a G, like a straight gangster, suspected smuggling vehicle with his M4 carbine in an effort to save his partner early Tuesday morning just south of Laredo, Texas, Army Times has learned. He went straight up Super Saiyan on that vehicle. The two soldiers were assigned to Operation Lone Star, which is definitely having their fair share of issues like we talked about. The state's troubled mission to stem human trafficking and drug smuggling at the U.S. border with Mexico. Oh, man. Crazy. What is going on down there? It's these poor guys. I mean, not to pity party them, but they are dealing with some heavy stuff down there at the border. Texas Rangers are investigating the shooting, according to Erica Miller, press secretary for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Miller said no additional information is available at this time, but we do have a decent amount of information. The Texas Military Department declined to provide a statement and directed inquiries to DPS. The two guard soldiers were assisting Border Patrol and agents in stopping a Chrysler 300, just a just a dope vehicle out there, riding dirty, that was seen picking up six migrants, according to an incident report obtained by Army Times and Texas law enforcement official who discussed preliminary investigative d- details on background. The two soldiers jumped out of their non-tactical vehicle. I don't know what that means. They were riding around in some Hilux or something. Vehicle at the intersection of Rosemary Lane and Nogal Lane and the border section of South Laredo, and one soldier approached the suspected smuggling vehicle, according to the incident report. The driver put the vehicle in reverse and then into drive and then gunned it, apparently attempting to ram the first soldier, trying to ram one of the soldiers with his vehicle. So I'm picturing they're in some kind of L-shaped situation over here approaching the vehicle, which would make sense. The second soldier, who was on the side, probably approaching the vehicle, fired six rounds from his N4 into the radiator and hood of the Chrysler. Unbelievable. The suspected smuggler, who appears to be a U.S. citizen, did not make it far down the road before abandoning the vehicle, law enforcement officials said. And they're recruiting these folks off of social media, recruiting them off of Facebook and Instagram. We talked about the Marine recently who was caught, who was caught trying to smuggle humans through California and was caught And he said he was recruited over Instagram. That's how they're getting people. How is it it possible that these social media agencies cannot detect when people are recruiting human smugglers through their apps? That's unbelievable. The driver was arrested and will likely face charges of aggravated assault and several other felonies. A Texas Ranger who oversaw the initial investigation said that the soldier was justified in his decision to fire at the vehicle. What a what a miraculous decision to make, too. Can you take a second to appreciate this junior National Guardsman who in that in that moment of chaos chose to shoot the 
engine? I mean, do they even have that training? Are they even trained at vehicle interdiction? Because that's like pretty advanced stuff. You can't just shoot a car. I mean, you can just shoot a car anywhere, but you should know what you're doing before you shoot at anything. You understand what I'm saying? Like, please don't shoot at something if you don't know what's going to happen. This guy wouldn't want to ignite the vehicle in flames, killing everyone inside in a fire, right? So I wonder, first of all, incredible that the soldier had the competency to shoot at the engine instead of the people in a justified use of force. But then, secondly, are they trained in vehicle interdiction? I have that question now. I'm curious. What do you guys think? If you were a soldier, if you were a National Guard soldier or a soldier in general in the Army, did you, as a basically trained infantryman, let's say, were you trained in vehicle interdiction, how to stop a, a Chrysler 300, a sedan, a regular commercial vehicle? Is that training that you got? I'm curious. The paratroopers assigned to the border sector south of the radar from the 1st Bat, 143rd Infantry. They face a higher workload than most of the units on Operation Lone Star, according to a soldier in the sector. The service member who spoke with Army Times on condition of anonymity to prevent retaliation expressed frustration with the unit's training and working conditions. There you go. Just having to speak anonymously to prevent retaliation is not good. We are given three to four hour course on law enforcement training, but are expected to act as professional law enforcement officers. The soldier said in a text message, this isn't a sustainable model. They're getting three to four hour course on how to do this job, and they are then going out to the border. We've had the chance to catch some bad people, save drowning people, and work with the community, but it's tough when you know you're catching people who are only seeking a better life, and it's frustrating to work in dangerous and exhausting conditions and ask that of the soldiers, knowing damn well they are being used and abused by the state for no benefit. Wow, strong words. They need to be heard. Because Operation Lone Star is a state-run, state-funded mission conducted on state active duty, the Texas Guard personnel on the border are not eligible for many of the benefits traditionally associated with military service. That includes the GI Bill, the Veterans Affairs Home Loan Subsidy, the state's Hazelwood Act tuition benefits, and VA disability benefits for those who may get hurt. So are they saying that these National Guardsmen who get hurt on, on duty are not even eligible for VA benefits as a result of that injury? Where is the government on this? What's the government doing about this? This is a disgrace, honestly. What a disgrace. They also go on to note the living conditions wherein could result in long-term or permanent injury. The soldier said about VA benefits, but now we're seeing violence all without federal sanction or benefits of any sort. The federal government needs to intervene. I think that that's pretty clear. I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's pretty apparent at this point. How much, what, how much does it take to get some, somebody to come in and do something? The military can't change the program to allow these guys to get benefits that can't be adjusted. Huh? I'm really surprised about that. I can't believe there's nothing that can be done. And I can't believe the government of Texas wouldn't do more either. You would think that that would be a, a no brainer. Why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they uh, take better care of these guys, putting them in danger down on the Southern border? I didn't know that about the national guard when they're on duty, that they're not eligible for VA. Um, this is the military. They're in the, they're in the army national guard. They're doing official military business protecting the United States. So from enemies, foreign and domestic, I don't, I don't really, uh, I'm having a tough time with that one. I'm not really sure. I'll have to reference the, uh, doctrine on that, which I always tell you guys to do reference the doctrine. It's important, but, um, yeah, tough one. Weird. So weird. All right. Thanks for watching that uh, story with me. I pre I appreciate you guys hanging in there. Let's see what, what's going on in the chat. 
from those of you not from Texas, Texas Rangers are badasses. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What about when I said about the training? Corporal says, yes, you are trained to interdict a vehicle. Sam says, at the 20-yard line, shooters, failure to stop, failure to stop. Forward focus, shooters stand by, targets. Yeah, there you go. Training for the Ford focus. That's how you focus right there. That Master Chief yesterday put him at the Ford refocus wall. AN, I was in Platoon 389 until August, June until August. Let's see. Uh, oh, talking to Ancient. Search and detain an individual is advanced training that's honed upon at your unit. It can be done by anyone, not just MPs. Okay, gotcha. Guard doesn't get full benefits. Crazy, 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 crazy. I have to deploy into a combat zone. Wow. That is wild. State funded, not federal. I can't believe that that excludes people from veteran affair, Department of Veteran Affairs benefits. I'm shocked to hear that. I think uh, we should advocate for that to change. That should be changed. I'm sure that the government has the power to change that. I can't believe it. I'm really like, I'm, I'm kind of stunned. Like, I did not know that. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. People in the National Guard do so much for their community, and then they're not eligible for their VA benefits? National Guard deploys overseas too. You have to deploy. How does that work? If you're National Guard and you deploy overseas to Afghanistan or Iraq, then you become eligible for VA benefits? If, if you're in the National Guard for four years... And then you're, you get out. Are you not eligible for anything from the VA? I have so many questions now. Save those for another time. What's up, Tiffany? Welcome to the chat. What's up, Jay Honey? Nice to see you in the chat. I'm doing great. How are you? Um, let's see. Ancient, if I didn't welcome you to the chat, welcome. Um, and anybody else who I might have missed recently who jumped in, thank you guys for being here. I do really appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, the uh, We've talked about at length, okay? At length, we've talked about the Army ACFT, the Army Combat Fitness Test, and how I think that it's awesome. I think that the Army Combat Fitness Test is absolutely a move in the right direction for fitness. Is it perfect? Could it be worked on? Always. Everything is in that category. But is it sexist? Is it gender biased? No, that, of course, I don't think is the case, and I've made my position on that clear at length, okay? And I don't want to get into it now, but I did see this update on the ACFT, and it frightens me, frightens me. We have a new approach to the Army Combat Fitness Grading Scale, and in my opinion, it's a step in the wrong direction. Let's talk about it. A total of 340 pounds, the article starts out saying, this is the weight that a soldier must deadlift to earn 100 points as the maximum deadlift ACFT event. Is this an attainable goal for a soldier who weighs 110 pounds, it asks? Or a 13.5 meter power throw where you throw a medicine ball over your head? Is that an attainable goal for a 5'3 soldier? So those are good questions to ask. Is it fair to grade a 100, they're obsessed, by the way, with a 110 pound soldier, is, does it make sense for a 110-pound soldier to be graded on this at, at equally to a 200-pound soldier or 185-pound soldier on strength events? Does that make sense? They go to reference here that 340 pounds being the perfect score is just under the world record of somebody in that weight category. And you have to deadlift uh, three, 340 pounds three times to get a perfect score. So does it make sense to judge people in different weight classes to the same standard to determine whether or not they are fit? 
I don't know. I'd say it measures something. It measures ability. Of course, it measures ability, but does it measure fitness? I would say there you have a better argument. So the ACFT does measure ability, what you're capable of doing. What are your limits of your strength and agility? Okay, that's fair. Does it measure fitness equally or does it discriminate against people who are, you know, not strong in, in some categories and strong in others by making the ones that a lightweight person can't do harder to achieve than the ones that would be tough for a bigger person? And what I mean by that is a 115-pound person might not be able to deadlift 340 three times, okay? But a 220-pound person probably could run the agility course with less training, with less uh, optimization, with less effort, they could get to that point than a 110-pound person could get to deadlifting 340, okay? Does that make sense? I think that it does. You guys can tell me if it doesn't in the, in the chat there. But now, the people writing this article, the people ass uh, assessing the Army's combat fitness test, they start making sense here, but then they go into something weird. If the Army wants to continue to score soldiers based on body weight capability and not fitness level, then Army has accomplished its objective with its potential new evaluation system. The potential new evaluation system may have five performance categories, green, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum which is, I think that that's kind of weird. The categories will be developed based on ACFT performance by male and female soldiers. We can do better. The new scoring system needs to be normalized by body weight and score based on physiological gender differences. Of course, what the Army fails to realize here is that there is no difference between men and women. They're exactly equal. Uh, just kidding. They're obviously different in many ways. Now, I don't like changing the standards for women and men. I like the idea of leaving the standards the same. Because you've got women and men serving in effectively all of the same roles now. So you should not change standards based on gender. I actually think it's smarter to score and only score based on weight, body weight. Uh, for example, there's a female in the gym here on, on Kadena Air Force Base in Okinawa who I see going in there and squatting 350 pounds deadlifting 400 pounds. She is a savage and she's thick. She's built buff. Like she's got muscles everywhere and she's thick. She probably weighs 170 pounds, 180 pounds, something like that. But obviously in a way that allows her to be incredibly strong. Okay. Stronger than most of the dudes in there. I can't squat what she squats actually by a lot. She squats a lot more than me. Nope. I have no problem saying that. She's strong, super fit, and credit is given where credit's due. But if, you, but if you just say that because she's a woman, her standards should be lower, well, actually, you suppress what she's capable of. If you tell her the maximum weight is, you know, 180 that you have to deadlift, that's actually not giving her the opportunity to show what she can do. So I, I far more think... It's appropriate to break this thing down into weight classes if for no other reason than it can be damaging to your career in the military if you do poorly on a fitness exam. So you want to have something where people can succeed and stay in the military. You know, you want them to be able to stay in and progress and advance if they're an administrator or something like that. 
it makes way more sense to break this up in a weight class than it does in a gender. I think breaking the ACFT up into gender categories actually discriminates against women. That's what, that's what I think. The combat requirement score would be awarded as a pass-fail. Soldiers would receive 50 points for lifting a minimum required weight or no points for failing to achieve the minimum. Soldiers would be awarded the remaining number of 50 based on the individual fitness, so for how much they can lift. The deadlift's power scoring works as follows when comparing the fitness performance of a 110-pound soldier to a 170-pound soldier who both successfully complete the three-repetition deadlift at 170 pounds. Under the current scoring system, both score 64 out of 100. Our proposed scoring system awards 50 points for achieving the basic army requirement of deadlifting 140, then distributes the 50 points based on a proposed chart here. So it's going to be different for women and men. So they want to break it down and give the same weight more points to a female than they do to a male. Do I think that that's right? No. Do I think that weight classes make sense? I do. I think weight classes make more sense than gender classes. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it five different ways. You can't have women going into the infantry and then lower the standards. That's exactly what they're trying to do. What they're saying is different standards, same outcome, right? So a guy deadlifts 340, a girl deadlifts 170, they both are rated equally capable of doing the job. And that I don't agree with. That I don't agree with just because of gender. Because that means now I could go another level to that, that means an overweight, an unfit female, an unfit female could qualify in the army combat fitness test more easily than an unfit male and then go out and do the job, theoretically. I mean, fail at it, but they would be allowed to go. So I think it's a really stupid idea, army, come on, you were doing something good, now you're doing something bad, so get it together. Reference the patch that I just made for you. You're really proving me right. You're 100% proving me right. So shout out to the Army for that one, not a Bravo Zulu. I've seen dudes that weigh 130 do better than 175 in a hike. Uh, let's see. Oh, what's up, Scotty? Welcome to the chat. Great to see you. Um, Rambo just ate a Trinidad scorpion pepper. Oh, man, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you do that? John says, I've only taken diagnostic ACFTs. Three out of three had different rules. Oh, that's, that's reassuring. Um, let's see. What is going on here? Sorry for all vets. I think there needs to be a change. I was honestly shocked and in disbelief. You all deserve it. What is that? I missed what that was in regards to, but thank you for the kind words. Sammy, I ate a lot of banana peanut butter sandwiches to get the minimum weight of 113 and 114. I was a skinny dude. Let's see. Let's see. What's going on here? New rules sound like a sliding scale for a test in school. Yeah. Yep. 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 Tiffany, I agree with you, Max. Buford, I understand completely. Let's see. We had to hike a lot and plenty of people dropped from the course before we even reached 150 pounds. Rucking 150 pounds would be too much for anyone. Rucking 150 pounds is crazy. I'll tell you, even in Naval Special Warfare, the standard weight for a ruck, um, forced ruck was 45 pounds plus gear. 45 pounds plus gear. If you're rucking a 150-pound pack, uh, I'd, I'd like to shake your hand. And you're just like cruising along. 12 miles in three hours, something like that, uneven terrain. I'd like to shake your hand. Scotty says, I always see small girls in the army toting around AWs. What's with that? Really? That's crazy. Um, insane story here. Insane story. We got to get into it. We got to get into it or else we're going to run out of time. And I don't want to run out of time. Every time, every show, I think, oh gosh, do I have enough content for today's show? I hope it's good. I hope people like it. And then we do. We have enough. Um, 
in the in what I can only describe as the ultimate case of interbranch rivalries, we've got if I can say it, if I can say that, we've got this. I'm going to hang your ass. Army vet allegedly threatens Air Force agent investigating him. I think the Army and Air Force got some real serious beef going on right here. This is this is crazy, and there's a quote in here that will go down in history as one of the most epic of all time. And even though this is horrifying, I, uh, I also think there's some fun we can have here. An Army veteran under investigation on allegations of possession of child pornography, so really bad stuff, is now also charged with retaliating against a federal officer after allegedly threatening the Air Force agent who initially interviewed him. This is something that went really sideways really fast. I promise you I'm going to hang your ass. Daniel Prime, who thinks he's Optimus Prime, who described himself as a sergeant and a former M1A1 Abrams tank commander, allegedly told Hunter Young, a special agent with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, in a voicemail on January 5th. A transcript from that voicemail was included in an affidavit filed by Air Force Special Agent Christina Williams on January 7th. This message is to let you know, don't ever effing think you can outsmart an effing tank commander. Do you understand me? Putting a very high standard on tank commanders. I didn't know tank commanders were that hard to outsmart. I guess that's my mistake. That's my mistake. I, I, uh... Underestimated the tank commanders. I didn't know they were smarter than all the federal agents. Although recently, with the way we've been covering stories, I think it might very well be possible. Do you? He said, "You. This message to let you know: Don't ever effing think you can outsmart an effing tank commander. Do you understand me, you Air Force bitch?" <laughs> Sounds like Tiger King stuff. I promise you. Try to set me up again. That's your goddamn life, Prime said, according to the affidavit. Now that is not a voicemail you want to get. Although I feel like I get them all the time with people telling me to enroll in Covered California. Listen, it's Covered California. You better enroll now, you bitch. Don't think you can outsmart Covered California. You need this health insurance. Enrollment period is open now. And they're calling me every day. The Daily Beast, which first reported the story, said Prime is now a registered nurse, which was the last thing I was expecting. Uh, did you? Did anybody think this dude was going to be a nurse? What kind of bedside man? You pull that IV out again, you goddamn bitch. You pull that IV out again, and it's your life. What? According to an affidavit on July 16, 2020, Young interviewed Prime's former girlfriend, an Air Force contractor about government equipment that went missing from Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. During the interview, the contractor said she saw nude photos and videos of her toddler-aged daughter on Prime's phone, which she had in her possession at the time. I've got to... I've got to... This sentence was hard for me to wrap my head around. So Prime's girlfriend was being interviewed by Young. Young had Prime's phone over the course of that interview. In that phone, Prime had photos of his girlfriend's daughter in that were looked suspicious, okay? That looked suspicious. So she took the phone and gave it over to Air Force investigators who then gave it to Homeland Security Investigation since the Air Force did not have jurisdiction over the offense. 
Also in July, Young interviewed Prime about the missing government equipment and gave the Army veteran his contact information. The affidavit made no mention of Young speaking with Prime about the nude photos. Prime was arrested at the Shreveport Regional Airport in Louisiana five months later on a state arrest warrant related to child pornography allegedly found on his phone. So they had enough content on the phone to get a warrant. And there's a photo here of him in Iraq giving uh, stuff to kids at school um, out of Baghdad there. So he, he was tank commander. He served in Iraq. He served in the Army. So now it's more than a year later, okay? Flash forward, it's more than a year later. January 5th, Prime allegedly called Young's government-issued phone, which is obviously going to be evidence in this case, and left the threatening three-minute voicemail, which reads, this message is for special agent... Wait, I should do this. Hang on, hang on, guys. I should do this. This message is for special agent Young, and by special agent, I mean special education agent, traitor, effing loser, effing bitch-ass punk Young, and this is Daniel Prime. We had that visit, and you visited with Christy and lied to me, and then passed on BS material and figured nobody would find out. I guess you didn't realize who you were effing with. So, that's the voicemail that she wakes up to trying to do her job and bust a little kid diddler. Prime allegedly added that he was a decorated combat veteran and then gave Young 48 hours to find his former girlfriend, because they're broken up now, and have her ass arrested for what she did, or I promise you I'm going to hang your ass. Hang your ass. A sergeant named Daniel Prime served with 1st Battalion, 156 Armed Regiment Iraq in 2003, according to the Army. I guess they're saying they can't 100% confirm in accordance with the Army that that's him, but they think that that's him. He's quoted as saying, Prime here, Optimus Prime over here. But like after he got uh, taken by the the bad um, Transformer Lord who made him evil, evil Optimus, evil Optimus Prime, whose name is Daniel. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm, what am I doing? He says, my days of killing are done, Prime allegedly said before telling Young, your dumb effing ass made a horrible decision and it's going to cost you your career. But at least... It's not going to cost your life, right? At least, I hope it doesn't. Jeez. Wow. I hope somebody's keeping an eye on this dude and on the investigator. Prime also allegedly sent Young several threatening texts. You dirtbag, traitor, mother effer, comma, I need your uh, kitty ass to call me back before I have your effing career. I'm trying to censor the content here a little bit. Neither Joseph Greenwald Jr., the attorney representing Prime, nor Michael Shannon, the attorney representing the U.S. government, responded to a request for comment on Friday. The Department of Defense has a photo which shows Sergeant Daniel Prime from Shreveport, Louisiana, Armor Reg uh, 1st Battalion, 156 Armor Regiment, giving out school supplies to children in Baghdad, Iraq. That's the photo that we saw there. But, you know, you would think, you would think nothing to hide wouldn't have to uh, take these extreme measures, right? Wouldn't you... Uh, wouldn't you think that if you had nothing to hide, you wouldn't have to threaten somebody's life with this stuff and lose your girlfriend and lose everything? Like, there's no way he's still a nurse. Uh, this has got to have rolled over into his personal life and his job by now. And I guess they'll uh, be, because, you know, I, I don't, did it say if he ever got out of jail, if he's ever been out of jail um, after he got arrested, he's going to end up going to uh, trial probably, I assume, or pleading. And then... Uh, and then dealing with the consequences of that. But 
The fact that they issued a warrant based on what they saw on his phone means there's enough evidence to charge him with a crime. And he's going to have to deal with that. But remember, you can't outsmart a tank commander. You cannot outsmart a tank commander. What a weird quote. What a weird thing to like use as your litmus of how intelligent you are. And I, I guess you're tactical. You're tactical. I saw Fury. I know tank commanders can be uh, quite strategic. Quite strategic. But will he have the strategy and tactics necessary, the TTPs, to overcome this investigation? And will the investigator survive this guy? I hope so. Jeez Louise. Or is he going to come after me next recovering this story? Only time will tell. Hashtag um, stay safe out there, I guess. I don't know. Good luck, everybody. It's a crazy world out there. What's going on in the chat? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hanging butt is a new one. I'll have to use that. I'm going to hang your butt. I'm going to hang your butt. I want some butts. Let's see. Tank commander has 2D tactics. Aircraft have 3D tactics. Interesting. I like that. Tank, sir, is all out of cards. If he's caught with kid diddling porn, he's using everything he's got. Yep. That's right, Max. Bill it for everyone. Um, let's see. Buford says, whoa. Scotty says, perfect nurse. One gram of Sam says, that is horrifying. Yes. Wow, that's just as nasty as hell. He's one sick puppy on his comments. Buford's vomiting. One gram of Sam says, this is terrible. He's so desperate. Yes, I added the music for dramatic effect. Um, let's see. What if Epstein was a CIA operative collecting blackmail and was killed and then replaced by a new guy? That new guy has been recruiting military pedos. That is deep. You went deep. Let's see. I could totally outsmart a tank commander. It could have saved Patton, but he doesn't believe in magic. It's funny because we were having a casual conversation and he say in Spanish, hey, we got this chili if you want to put on the chips. I say, yeah, cousin. He just left me there burning. Ooh, savage. I want some butts. That's actually a Top Gun quote. So uh, don't quote me on that one. That's from Top Gun. Yikes, this boy sounds scared and insecure. Eviana, you're right. Let's see. I want some butts. That's actually from Top Gun. So I can't take credit for that. I got I to gotta be honest. I can't give credit for that. That was Top Gun. Max and I had 4D tactics. Yes. The fourth dimension is the internet. Whoa. Whoa. Is the internet the fourth dimension? Guys, I just rattled that off, but I think that that's it. Are you guys hearing me? Did I just drop a major truth bomb? Is the internet the fourth dimension? Whoa, man. It is. Keanu, are you out there? The internet is the fourth dimension, man. I've got it figured out. I'm, I'm talking to you guys through the fourth dimension, man. The radio waves, man. That's, that's it. The internet's the fourth dimension. I'm going with that. Let's, let's go with that. Let's start with that. And, uh, and we'll try to figure that out um, as time goes on. <sighs> how, do I, how do I breach this next one? How do I breach this next one here? It's, uh, oh man, heavy. This is heavy. So let's, um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, I don't know. Hate them or really hate them, the Island Boys have been everywhere. You've seen them. You can't not have seen them. If you're watching this and you haven't seen them, you're about to see them. So let's just talk about why the military is obsessed with the Island Boys. Marine Sergeant pays Island Boys, I'm an Island Boy, 
to beg his commander for forgiveness. Oh my gosh. Any chance of this succeeding? We've got, this is, we're looking on the screen right now at a screenshot from a video down below. We're going to watch it. Don't worry. I wouldn't leave you guys hanging. A U.S. Marine, a United States Marine, a sergeant of Marines has allegedly enlisted the aid of one of the most controversial music duos in recent memory. I don't know if I would call them a music duo. In order to ask his commander for forgiveness, if these guys were superheroes, their origin story would be they fell in a pricker bush with those like plants that look like corn dogs and came out like these guys. The Island Boys, a tattooed pair of men who have hairstyles similar to Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons, but really it's not that. They just have, I don't know what to describe it as. Uh, were hired by Sergeant Vasquez of the USMC after it was revealed that his commander was going to pursue separating him from the service after being arrested for DUI. Driving under the influence, the video which was pulled from Cameo, Cameo is an app where people can go on there and hire celebrities, celebrities, to make personalized messages for friends, family, coworkers. And I'll just take a second here. I actually, one of my buddies in Okinawa, who is a Marine, also hired the Island Boys to make a video for their command. This is happening everywhere, everywhere. That's one example. I'm going to share multiple examples. The Island Boys have, I don't know, they're like, speaking of the Matrix, you guys remember the twins in the Matrix who like teleport into the car and, and they have to you know, fight them when they're talking to the Merovingian. These guys are like our version of those twins. We're in just the worst universe right now. The video, which was pulled from Cameo, posted it to the TikTok account, not in regs, which is a popular military account featuring really shady stuff from the military. It's got over almost 6,000 likes. You can't make this up, Island Boys, the account wrote. The two rappers then said in a sing-song manner, a sing-song manner, I don't know, like who is this, um, Mr. Rogers, that the commander should give the sergeant a second chance. The Island Boys, who are from West Palm Beach, Florida, are rappers and they're criminals, and they have a criminal record that includes burglary, robbery, grand theft auto, and drug-related charges. No, no shocker there. They charged $140 for a video on Cameo, and the video in question is right here. We're going to watch it, but there is there is no shortage of examples of people just from the military, but everywhere, just from the military, who've hired the Island Boys, the Island Boys, to make cameos for their units. Now, I wouldn't ask anybody to make a cameo for my unit, but that's just me because this is the internet, the fourth dimension. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. But let's watch what uh, what they did for Sergeant Vasquez here. It's playing. You got to wait for it to kick in. If you guys can read the, the content here. Actually, hold on. Let me uh, let me just read this for people on the podcast. Do not the, hang on. Let me read this for the uh, people on the podcast here. Sorry. Teaser. Just teasing you guys. It says, the Not in Regs post says, I can't make this up. Dude in my battalion paid the Island Boys to make this video. He's getting kicked out for a DUI and told them boys make a video so he could send to his commander. Second cameo asking for forgiveness was uploaded to Apple Music. This was stolen from Facebook. Maybe the commander loves the Island Boys and he's always saying we're the Island Marines or something like that. So this is it. This is it. Do not kill Sergeant Vasquez out because he's an Island Boy. 
All I know he got his DUI, but give him a second chance. There's always room for a second chance. He messed up the first time. He will prove himself. He will do better. Maybe that was straight in him. Oh, yeah. Don't get Sergeant Vasquez out. Because he's that island boy. And he just does positive stuff. So I know he going to make it to the top. He's awesome. Awesome. His name go by Vasquez. He going to make it, yeah. Don't kick him out because you going to regret it, yeah. You going to miss him. He's that island boy, yeah. All right, so, so, um, those are real people. Those are humans, and they're island boys. And Sergeant Vasquez had to, you know, what did he do? He, he, well, one of his buddies, one of his battle buddies. You're, you're dead. Like it's, it's obvious that he's desperate. He's desperate. He really wants to stay in the Marine Corps. He got a DUI. Now, you guys know, I am not, not sympathetic to uh, DUIs. I'm not. Don't drink and drive. You know, that's a no-brainer. That's easy. Especially in the military, the amount of anti-DUI, anti-ARI messaging out there is, it's it's every day, it's everywhere, it's every weekend. You see your buddies get a DUI, somebody in the command, you see what happens to them, and then people still go, I should drink and drive. They, there are free ride programs, there's taxis, there's Ubers. <sighs> Why do people do this? You know, I people make mistakes, people are young, whatever, but holy guacamole, man. Just don't, just please don't. It's not worth it. So, that is, uh, that's that. Now, I told you guys that this is a problem because it's really infiltrated the military. It's, that's just one. That was just one. I've got another example here of another military TikTok, and this is just one more. And there's so many. There are so many. So here's another guy who hired the Island Boys to make a cameo from the Cameo app of him in the military. He's in the army. Let's watch this one. I'm an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. Step Sarge, yeah, he an airborne ranger. Used to be in the trap, now he jumping that brag. He an island boy. He's an army soldier. He's an army soldier. He's an army soldier. His name is Step Sarge. Yo, that's got to be the worst one ever. I mean... What, what are they trying to say? He's an army soldier? Then he said he's a step sergeant? A step sergeant? This guy did not get... This must have been one of the last ones they made that night. This guy get, did not get his money worth from the Island Boys. Let's watch it one more time. Just trying to make it. Step sergeant, yeah, he an airborne ranger. Used to be in the trap, now he's jumping that brag. He an Island Boy. He's an army soldier. He's an army soldier. He's an army soldier. His name is Step Sergeant. My dude, I'm sorry about what happened with you and your $140. Oh, no, so bad. So bad. Really bad. Really terrible. Really terrible. What else can be said about it? You know, I normally like to end the show with something positive, but I almost feel like I ended it with something sad. That's the last show. That's the last story of today. I hope that, um, I hope that, uh, man, I hope you guys are okay. I apologize. I don't normally end the show with an apology, but that's the Island Boys right there for you. They're real. They're alive in Florida.
Florida man. Florida man duplicates himself after falling into Cat and Nine Tails bush. Becomes rapper. That would be their that would be their origin story. Oh man, what's going on in the chat? And we'll wrap it up. They be freaky, not in a good way. Scotty says we are all now dumber for watching that. Make it stop. MC says Tiffany, they are effing freaks. Please stop playing Island Boys. This is torture. Rambo says boo. Mudrock with a great comment here. Sergeant Vasquez, haze yourself, boot. Sergeant Major, I think I might have been mistaken. One Rambo Sam says Jay Honey. So this is what we're watching now, Max. Yeah, I know. I feel you. I, I see your guys' comments. I see your guys' comments, and I apologize on behalf of, you know, me, the world, the universe. Let's see. Can we please see the Semper Fi Urah? He's a Marine girlfriend to wash ourselves out of the Island Boys. I'll put maybe tomorrow. I don't want to. I don't want to just do all of the viral uh, meme talks um, in one day. So that's gonna wrap it up, guys, for today. Buford just says I just lost fifty percent of my testosterone. My testosterone. Listening to that. Yeah. Yep. So one hell of a note to end on. Yeah, I think the note was G flat, by the way, that we just ended on. So with all that being said, I appreciate you guys watching today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow with another great episode. Make sure you guys are following me on TikTok, by the way. As always, links in the description down below for all the ways to support the channel, including picking up epic Scuttlebutt Show merch, which is available at Scuttlebutt Show or ScuttlebuttClothing.com. New stuff over there, Army, Wet Army, Sky Army stickers, all that. Sticker collections coming soon, so you guys can wait for that if you want to, to start tagging your friends, zapping them. You can zap your friends by putting these stickers on their gear when they least expect it. We used to do that in the Navy. It was a lot of fun. Great way to use those stickers. So with all that being said, thank you guys for joining me today. It's been a fun episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you enjoyed it. Consider becoming members of this channel, checking out Patreon, all that link down in the description down below. Until tomorrow, until next time, I look forward to talking to you all very soon. One more note. Scuttlebutt is on squad on tonight. I have to go deliver something to my wife at her work. She called me. She needs my help. That always is my number one priority. I'm going to try to make it back for some squad, but don't wait for me. Please go ahead and jump on and, uh, and start playing. I'm not sure what time I'll be back. So go ahead and do that. And, uh, and you know, just have fun without me and I'll try to join up. So that will wrap it up there. Sorry about that guys. I do apologize. I know it's Wednesday. Um, Let's see. Night Scuttle Buddies, let's all listen to something soothing after this, please, and cleanse our souls. MC says, yes. All right, that's going to wrap it up. With all that being said, I look forward to talking to all of you guys very soon. For now, that's the Scuttlebutt.